We are living in crazy, crazy times. I don't know about you, but I remember growing up as a child in the 70s and the 80s and learning about the authoritarian regime of the Soviet Union and understanding how blessed we were back then to live in a free society like the United States, where no matter what, one could criticize government or government policies without fear of retaliation or punishment from the government. Free speech was a cornerstone of a free society, and it was celebrated. Never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that I would live to see free Western democratic countries punish normative citizens for free speech or the right to protest. Yet that is exactly what we have been experiencing the past few years and growing day by day. So what are we supposed to infer from the fact that Western democratic governments today are curtailing free speech and even punishing citizens for practicing free speech? Well, before I share with you just a few of the scary examples taking place right now, I just want to say thank you for joining me, Avi Abelow, for another episode of The Pulse of Israel, where I provide you the politically incorrect truth about Israel, the Jewish people, and the freedom-loving world. If you are not yet a subscriber to The Pulse of Israel, just visit pulseofisrael.com and subscribe. And if you like this video and think it should be seen by many more people, then share it and click on the donate button so we can boost the video to be seen by many more people. Today's episode is dedicated anonymously for the complete recovery of Devorah Batnisa Etel. Okay, let's start with examples like New Zealand. Watch this. Our Secret Service is launching an initiative to help us identify people who may have been radicalized. Know the Signs details dozens of indicators that a friend or family member could be planning a terror attack. As Adam Hollingworth reports, the move comes as our spy chiefs identify a new and worrying type of terrorism. Time was when the intelligence services were never seen, never heard. But now they're loudly proclaiming your country needs you to keep an eye on those you know and, if necessary, dob them in. Recognising a potential warning sign and then alerting NZSIS or police could be the vital piece in the puzzle that ultimately saves lives. To that end, they're publishing a guide called Know the Signs to help us all identify potential terrorists in our midst. To pay attention if they are, and to be alert so that if they see or hear about something that seems off, um, that worries them and concerns them, they might have a look at this information to say, does this indicate to me that this person is on the road to actually committing an attack? The SIS has listed around 50 signs from obvious ones, like writing on a weapon as happened in Christchurch, to... A person who is, who is really developing an us-versus-them worldview. Authorities say they're usually closely monitoring 40 to 50 potential terrorists. These people used to be motivated by their white identity or by their faith. But in the past six months, a third group has emerged, those motivated by politics. And so it could be the COVID measures that the government took, or it could be other policies that are interpreted as, as infringing on rights. Uh, and, and, and it's a, what I sometimes describe as a kind of hot mess of, of ideologies and beliefs um, fueled by conspiracy theories. The launch of the initiative Know the Signs is an indicator that the security services know that they can't do it alone. They need the help of the public. But that was the head of the New Zealand intelligence services. And in response, people were posting tweets online like this. And others with messages like this. New Zealand has gone full police state. Their government booklets being released telling the public that if they suspect their friends or family are opposing government policies, including COVID measures, they should be reported as terrorists. 
So what do you think is going on in response? Well, you have the Associated Press, the AP, with the audacity to do a fact check and say that that is fake, right? But you just saw the videos for yourself. It shows you how much we can really trust the establishment media and their fact checks. They're just backing up whatever policy the government wants them to. And now listen to what the chief of police of Queensland, Australia said. And, and we welcome that information. As, as I said before, if, if it's anybody out there that knows of someone that might be showing concerning behaviour around you know, conspiracy theories, anti-government, anti-police, um, conspiracy theories around COVID-19 vaccination, as what we're seeing with the train family, we'd want to know about. We want to know about that. Uh, and you can either contact police directly or, or go through crime. Folks, these are two Western democracies basically ending free speech, treating people who voice conspiracy theories as a danger to society. And now let's jump to Britain. Check out this crime report letter sent from the British Metropolitan Police to a normative British citizen because of a tweet. Dear Mr. Goddard, and I'll run through it. On the 4th of August, 2022, you posted a tweet on your Twitter account. This tweet contains a video of Wembley Way and commentary from you regarding the rainbow pride flags which represent the LGBT community. I therefore require you to contact me to arrange a voluntary interview so that this matter can be further investigated. For a tweet. If I do not hear from you within 10 days from the date of this letter, an evidential case file may be submitted for consideration of prosecution. Prosecuted for a tweet. Not incitement, but just informative with a commentary for a tweet in Britain. Now let's look at the latest in Canada. You're about to see a video made by a Canadian, the daughter of well-known thought leader Jordan Peterson. The College of Psychologists, a bunch of people put in power by the government basically, is threatening to take my dad's psychology license because he's been criticizing the government. He's getting investigated because of tweets he's tweeted, personal tweets, opinions, things he said on Joe Rogan. They're requiring him to do media retraining that he pays $225 an hour for, for an unspecified amount of time. And then at the end of that training, they decide whether or not he's learned anything and whether he can continue being a psychologist. I'm not entirely sure what to do here other than tell people about what's going on. But this is absurd, folks. The Canadian government is using intimidation to scare Canadian citizens from expressing themselves freely, basically taking away freedom of speech from Canadian citizens. Now, the Canadian government won't succeed in stopping Jordan Peterson and shutting up. He's too famous. But think of how many regular Canadians today are going to be afraid to speak out publicly for fear of being punished by the Canadian government. And it's not the first time that the Canadian government has instituted authoritarian dictates against law-abiding Canadian citizens. Remember what the Canadian government did to the Canadian truckers who protested against the COVID policies? Canada says it will freeze the bank accounts of Freedom Convoy truckers who continue their anti-vaccine mandate blockade. And the Canadian government did just that. Going back to the article, I quote, the Canadian government has warned that it will freeze the bank accounts and suspend the vehicle insurance of truckers who continue to form blockades in protest of vaccine mandates. Trudeau's administration is authorizing banks to freeze or suspend accounts suspected of being involved in illegal activity without the need for a court order. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced on the same day that he would be enacting Canada's far-reaching Emergencies Act for the first time in the country's history. 
the Emergencies Act empowers the Canadian government to temporarily override civil rights, restrict travel, forbid public assembly, and force businesses to act without compensation. Now, what does all this have to do with Israel? Well, Israel has thankfully not done anything to curtail our freedom of speech. But Israel also had an emergency law that allowed the Israeli government to neuter citizens' rights and enforce lockdowns, mask mandates, pa vaccine passport mandates, and all punishable by law if not followed. Well, Israel was about to extend this emergency law this week. As this article says, Israel's Knesset again prepares to grant itself sweeping powers due to COVID. Israel's Knesset parliament is preparing to renew the law on special authorities for dealing with the novel coronavirus, which grants the government unbridled authority to implement sweeping restrictions and criminalize non-compliance. Basically, even though we in Israel are no longer in an emergency situation, and the government health ministry already said that the virus is now like the flu, well, the Israeli government was still planning on extending the emergency powers law that would have allowed them, whenever they wanted to, to continue to enforce once again lockdowns, mask mandates, vaccine passport mandates, and the punishments. So thankfully, due to public pressure, this emergency powers law will not be voted upon for extension, as now at least. So hopefully here in Israel, we are slowly stopping our government from continuing down the path of legally taking away our freedoms. That is good news for Israel, and good news for people all over the world in other Western democracies, so that you can all see that it is possible to stop our governments from taking away our freedoms in the name of a medical emergency, or maybe one day they'll call it a climate emergency, who knows? But the fear of authoritarian rule in Western democratic countries is real, as the examples I showed clearly show. And this is scary. We're not talking about communist countries, we are talking about Western democratic countries that are supposedly part of the free world. Now imagine if America or Israel would punish citizens for voicing anti-democratic policy thoughts. Tucker Carlson would not be able to report this. Tucker Carlson, government agents may have helped organize the January 6th Capitol riot. The government is hiding the identity of many law enforcement officers who were present at the Capitol on January 6th. Honestly, if anyone was following me two years ago, I was already voicing concern that the official U.S. government narrative about January 6th was not true. Here on January 21st, 2021, two years ago, I published videos showing that it was probably radical left Antifa thugs who were behind the January 6th events in the Capitol. And even before that, on January 10th, 2021, I published footage that showed that the Capitol Police let people walk into the Capitol building peacefully. Again, questioning the whole U.S. government narrative about an insurrection. These videos should reach huge questions. And nobody should be punished for questioning the official U.S. government and media narrative of what happened on January 6th. Or what about 9-11, September 11th? Remember that building number seven of the World Trade Center building fell like a planned demolition without being touched by any of the planes? And that not one plane piece was found at the hole that a plane supposedly flew into at the Pentagon on September 9th on 9-11? Those are all facts. Imagine if the U.S. government made it illegal to voice those facts that question the official narrative of 9-11. And let's move on to Israel. Imagine if it was forbidden to mention the fact that pictures 
and medical documents show that former assassinated Prime Minister Yitzhak Rabin was shot in the front of his body, yet his supposed assassin shot him from the back. And it's all on tape, so the proof is there. Or what if it was forbidden to mention that the person blamed for assassinating Yitzhak Rabin was being handled by the Israeli Secret Service, something admitted to by the Israeli government even in a court of law. All of these facts raise serious, serious questions placing doubt on official stories we are being told by our governments then parroted by the media. And then anyone raising questions of concerns and, and, and actual facts are then coined conspiracy theorists. So if I was in New Zealand or Australia or Canada right now, I would probably be arrested in three, two, one. Well, thankfully I'm not. And I'm in Israel, but the fear is real. If New Zealand, Australia, and Canada are intimidating citizens from using free speech, it can definitely happen in other Western democracies as well. Our God-given freedoms are in danger from our democratically elected free governments. So what's the lesson I learned from all this? We can never place our trust in government. We always must stand up for our rights. No matter what one thinks you can trust in government, there are plenty of electable and unelectable people with tremendous power in government, and they are abusing that power, sometimes even against law-abiding citizens. As a famous quote attributed to Lord Acton says, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. That is why my mantra is to only and always trust in God and God alone. He is the only one truly looking out for our best interests and our God-given rights. Not government. But we must work together with God. God won't do it alone. We cannot remain silent when we see our elected governments acting dangerously against us. As Edmund Burke once said, all that is required for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That is what we are witnessing see happen in New Zealand, Australia, and Canada and other Western democratic countries. Not enough good people are calling out the actions of their governments and authoritarianism is slowly taking over their lives. Because most people are quiet and letting it happen. And to end with this important truth from this comedian. How do you not believe in any conspiracy theories? I understand not all of them, not most of them, but you don't believe in any conspiracy theory? You just think the government's just batting a thousand and telling us the whole truth? That's a strong stance to take. And again, as I said before, I don't like talking about politics on stage or off stage. I don't like talking about things I don't feel like I'm truly knowledgeable in. But I do know this. Our government is placed in charge of all of its people. I'm a father who's been placed in charge of just one son. And I lie to that all the time. It's so true. So stop being afraid to voice your common sense thoughts and concerns, even if you are afraid you will be labeled a conspiracy theorist. Governments and bad people are always conspiring. The question is, are enough people calling them out on it when it is bad? The bottom line is that God above is trying to wake us all up to what is really going on in the world today. 
people must stop being passive and start paying attention to what is going on and being vocal for change when it is necessary. Use your common sense and don't push it aside just because it will make you look uncomfortable to your friends and family. The question is who is waking up enough to no longer be silent about what we are experiencing in what we previously believed to be the free Western democratic world. If we do not stand up for our God-given rights, they will be taken away and our free world as we know it will no longer be free. It's up to us. We can do it. Pulse of Israel, frontline videos from the Holy Land. Support our work by donating today.